being led, not wandering. We've been in James chapter 1. We're going to pick up basically where we were last week. James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let that patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Verse 5, if, you, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You remember from last week, it's a command. James chapter 1, verse 2, count it all joy. It's not a natural response. When the trials come, it's not natural to say, joy. Oh, yay. But it says, count it all joy. It's a command. It's not a natural response. You must do this. It's an action. And do you remember of what? Of your attitude. It's an action of your attitude. How many of you know you can change your attitude? You have the ability to change your attitude. Not your spouse, not your pastor, not anybody else. You can change your attitude. The Lord showed me this morning with the prodigal son. He was sitting in the pig pen. You all know the story, I hope. He had everything. He told his dad, I want everything. Give me my inheritance. I'm done with you. I want to leave. And the father gave it to him. And the son left, went and wasted it all on the world, on the wrong things. Found himself in a pig pen with nothing to eat but what the pigs were eating. And finally he realized it's better at home. The workers, I'm a son, but even as a worker it's better at home than it is here with me. Now, the prodigal had a change of attitude. His situation did not change. His situation didn't change. He didn't all of a sudden look outside and there was a UPS truck with all the provision in the truck for him and say, okay, I'll change. No, his situation stayed the same, but his attitude changed. And what kind of attitude change did he have? A repentive attitude change. You know, he said, I will get up from here and I will return to my father. What is that? That is saying, I've been going the wrong way, and I choose to turn. You have control over your attitude. You know it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. It's a command. you got to get up in the morning, and you can say rejoice, or you can say, oh, no. And how many of you know it's easier to say, oh, no? But Scripture says, say, say oh, yeah. Oh, yay. God's for me. Who could be against me? It's an attitude change and how important it is that when you go to school in the morning, when you go to work in the morning, you have a good attitude. Amen? Knowing, how can we count it all joy? Do you remember? Knowing that the testing of your faith produces. It produces something. Knowing. We have knowledge of something, that when the test comes, we have knowledge of something, not of the test, but of the fact that the testing of our faith is going to produce patience. That's verse 3. 
knowing. Remember how we kind of broke this word down last week? Knowing, trusting, expecting, faith. Faith in what? Faith in God. Not faith in your test. Not faith in you. Faith in God. How many of you know that when a test comes, you better turn your heart to God? And if you will turn your heart to God, God's going to rescue you. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? It produces patience. Do you remember, do you remember what patience is? Do you remember what patience is? It is bearing pains or trials calmly or without complaint. <laughs> well, that'll preach, won't it? Man, are, are y'all with me this morning? Patience is hard. Knowing that through our test, we're going to learn to bear through it calmly and without complaint. Now, if we can, we're going to back up just a minute because we spent some time on patience last week, but let's spend just a little bit more. In the Greek, if you go and do a study of the Greek, uh, this word used for patience is hupomone, hupomone, coming from the word that means to hold one's ground in conflict, to bear up against adversity, to hold out under stress, to persevere under pressure. Now, do you realize you've got to put the two together now? Count it all joy when trials come that the testing of your faith will produce the ability to stand when the storm comes. God is trying to prepare you to be able to withstand what's coming and to defeat it, not be defeated. That is where we get the joy from. Where We don't get joy from the trial. I don't like trials. <laughs> I don't like testing. How many of you always just love to take tests in school? Not me. I hated them. Stress, pressure, needed to perform, you had to work. But think about how good it felt when you made an A. Knowing that the testing of our faith is going to produce the ability to stand. You've been having trouble standing. If you've been having trouble standing this week, your whole attitude needs to change in the fact that if you will allow the Lord to work in your life, you're going to learn to stand. You're going to learn to not be kicked around anymore every time the wind blows. Elizabeth and I walked out of a restaurant last night and didn't realize the wind was going to blow and I had a stack of napkins. Let me tell you, with four kids, you need napkins. I mean, we have stacks of them in our console, and it's never enough. My kids go through them faster than I can bring them in. Let me tell you, at Subway, I ask for extra napkins, not because I get messy, just because I need my kids to blow their nose into them. (laughs) But the wind blew, and there they went. There was nothing foundational to hold those down, and that's us. We get out here in the world. We come out from under the Word. We don't live our life according to God's Word. We're Christians. We love the Lord, but we do not stay solid in the Word. We get out here in the world, and the wind blows, and we go right with it. When your test comes, if our attitude is right, and if we will do like the prodigal and turn to God, and can I encourage you? Turn to God first, not last. How many of you have been beat up and beat up and beat up and then finally, oh yeah, help me God. And what happens? 
you get through it. But why not choose him first? Have you ever heard that phrase, first responders? We see it in our military. We see it in our safety, in the uh, homeland security. We see it even in our city, the first responders. We need to be first responders. That when the attack comes, we turn to God. Count it joy. What is that? Turning to God. Knowing that the testing of my faith is going to produce the ability to stand in whatever's coming at me. It's not for the next test, it's for this test. God's ready to help you in your test right now. It's attitude, being able to hold one's ground. Another word for this would be perseverance or endurance. Knowing that the testing of our faith will produce perseverance or endurance. Mm, That's a good word. So, patience is not a passive resignation to to adverse circumstances, but a positive steadfastness that bravely endures. What does that mean? It means we don't run, we stand in the midst of our trials, and we don't cave, we push through, and we succeed. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you are facing something right now? We are, aren't we? Count it joy that if we will allow the Lord to work in our life, He's going to help you not only stand, but push through. Push through. And you know, it's an active, strong, and unshakable trust when we stand. A trust in God that finds its base belief in the integrity of God's character, His Word, and his care. And you know where that comes from? It comes from faith. Do you remember faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Church, we are going to stay here until the Lord comes back. You have got to be in the word. You cannot count it joy without the word. Because your faith is going to get tested, and if you don't have the word, you're not hearing the word, you have no faith, you're going to go down. But if you have the word, when the trial comes, you're coming through it. You know know what Scripture says about you? You're more than overcomers. More than conquerors. You are blessed and not cursed. Those of you that feel like you've been living under a curse, it's time for you to speak the word of God. Let's continue. I'm about to get ahead of myself. Verse 4. I don't know if I have this or not. Yes, that's verse 5. Let's continue just for a second in verse 4. If you've got your Bibles open, verse 4. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You know, James James chapter 1 verse 2 James tells us to do something. Do you remember what it says? To consider your trials joy. Do so. Look at your trial differently. Change your attitude. Because why? Because we know something. That trials can produce patience. That the testing of our faith will produce patience or perseverance. And then verse number 4 says, tells us to allow something. Verse 4, let me read it again to you. But let patience, let Let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. What this word letting sounds like a deliberate act of the will. 
How could you be involved in some of the greatest growth of prevent, or, or possibly preventing growth out of a trial? Let me tell you, your will has everything to do with it. You can decide whether or not to count it joy. You can decide when you get out of bed what kind of day you're going to walk out. It's a decision of your will. It's a decision of your will. Do you know the prodigal said, do you know what he said in the pig pen when he finally decided to turn? He said, I will get up and return to my father. You know it didn't stop there? He did it. But it started with an act of his will. Your will. Your willingness to walk out of here today and to do it God's way. Or your willingness to walk out of here and continue doing it the same way that you are and and pray that God will bless that. Do you see the difference? So, we do something, we know something, and we allow something to happen, happen in our life. So, okay, pastor, I'll change my attitude. Now what? Now what have I got to do differently? Good question. Verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let me ask you, in the, in, the, in, the, in the problems that you face today, do you have all the answers? Do you need an answer? Great. If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So what's the key? Ask. You have to ask. I have to ask. God doesn't just give it where it's not been asked for. Like salvation. Salvation has been provided for all men. Salvation has been provided for everyone. Yet everyone will not receive it. Right? Some will go to hell. You have to ask for it. You know, and, and we're going to, in the next couple weeks, we're going to look a little bit harder at wisdom. Do you know, you don't just ask for it. You seek it. You look for it as though it is a treasure. As though it's like hunting for a treasure. My kids watched National Treasure last night, and they had to work and look and study. That's what God says. Seek after wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, we ask for it. Ask for what? We ask for wisdom. What is wisdom? What is wisdom? Let's take a a look at this just for a minute. Wisdom is the accumulated philosophic or scientific learning or knowledge. It's the ability to discern inner qualities and relationships. It's insight. It's good sense in judgment. In the Greek, this word is sophia which is a practical wisdom, which works with knowledge but goes beyond it. It's comprehensive insight into the true nature of a particular situation that leads to a correct and skillful application of knowledge. Do you ever, do you ever think when, when, when someone starts reading a definition that it sounds like the teacher from Charlie Brown? wah, <laughs> Sometimes, as, even as I read a definition, I'm like, well, I just lost me. I know I lost you, you guys. 
You know what it means? Wisdom reveals what to do. Wisdom reveals what, to, what is the truth. Wisdom reveals what is false. Wisdom is insight into your problem. It's good sense. It's judgment that God gives you. He gives you the ability to have good judgment. On one hand, it helps you avoid a wrong, sinful response. On the other hand, it directs you toward righteousness. You know, it says in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Without wisdom, you may waste the opportunity God is trying to give you for growth and maturity. So it's important that we keep asking, that we keep asking for and applying wisdom in our trials. So we ask God for knowledge, the ability to discern. We ask God for insight, for good judgment, for good sense. But we have to ask. Can I encourage you right where you sit, whatever problem you're facing, ask now. How many of you, so many times we get a good word and by the time we go home we forgot what it was? Well, I can tell you, when the Spirit of God speaks to me through the minister on stage, I try to respond right then. I don't want to wait another moment for my breakthrough. If you need wisdom, ask for it right where you sit. Right now, Lord God, give me wisdom to pastor this church, to lead my family, to be a husband to my wife, to be a father to my children. To be a son to my parents, to be a brother to my sisters, to be a support and a mentor to my friends, those around me. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom, Lord, over my businesses, over my life, over everything that I've got going on in my life, Lord. Give me wisdom. That's not selfish. That's not selfish. That's scripture. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask for it. Ask for it. We ask. And you know what it says? Who does, who does he give it to? Do you remember? Let me read it to you. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all. That's you. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, And if you are in the word increasing your faith and trying to do good, seeking righteousness, as good as you can. If you are a Christian, a Christian is a Christ follower. Someone who hears the word and obeys the word. Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. Now we got to make sure that we feel the qualification of a Christian, right? It's not just a word. It's a life. It's a relationship. It's a heart. If that's you, you ask for wisdom, you're going to get it. You're going to give it because he gives to all. He gives to all liberally and without reproach. This means he's generous. He gives you more than you need. He He is exceedingly abundantly. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we think or ask. Well, do you know, I just asked for wisdom. 
right here on stage in front of you. Do you know he's going to give me more than I need? And he's going to give me exceedingly abundantly more than I could think or ask. And you know what? I can think big. Can you think big? I can think big. And I was trying to explain this week, and this is one of the hardest things to explain is the sovereignty of God. Because here we are, we're, 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 we're mere man, we're mere dust, created in the image of God. We've got the mind of Christ, but you know what? His ways are not our ways. And understanding God sometimes just wants to blow my mind. But my kids were asking questions, and there just came a point where we've just got to say, we've just got to trust God. Because sometimes our minds just can't get it. And until the Lord reveals that to us, it's going to be hard to be able to see things the way that he sees it. But I trust God to take care of me. You know how, where that comes from? That comes from faith. There is no other way that I can do that. Faith. And you know it says without reproach. Do you know what that means? It means he's not going to say, Man, that was a dumb question. Did you hear what he just asked for? (laughs) Golly, I've never heard that one. No. Without reproach, he will never make you feel like you're falling short when you ask. And something so great about God is he gives wisdom without reminding us of our unworthiness. He gives it reminding us of his worthiness. So, I need to change my attitude. I need to ask for wisdom. Now what? How do I ask? How do I ask for wisdom? Okay, good. Ask in faith without doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Here we go again. Ask in faith. How do we get faith? You can't ask correctly without the word you can't do it ask in faith without doubting in faith what does that mean from your heart believing expecting trusting let me give you an example lord i need wisdom and you know what i'm going to ask for wisdom according to his word Because your word says, if I lack wisdom, I should ask of God, and who who gives to me liberally without reproach, and it will be given to me. So, Lord, I ask right now in faith, according to your word, without doubting, believing that I'm going to receive it. Look what happens when we ask according to God's word. This word has been so heavy on my heart for the last two weeks. The Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. I believe that when I ask for wisdom according to his word, when I start talking to God according to his word, I believe on the throne, he sends out angels and says, I just heard my word, go perform it. He doesn't give any restrictions. He says he gives to all. The only restriction is no doubting. Trust in me. Trust in me. In God. When I say trust in me, you know who I'm talking about, right? Trust in God. God says, Trust in me when you ask, and you're going to get it. You're going to get it. 
Ask according to God's word. Do you know he watches over his word, not your word? I have found that my word does not accomplish a whole lot. His word does. And he has given me the ability to speak his word with his name. That's the power that you walk around with. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave is in you. And when you speak according to God's word, let me tell you, all power from heaven comes down. It's God's word. You guys need to get excited about something. I mean, we're facing, we, we all face something. And, and you're going to be equipped. You're going to be equipped to go out here and face it. But you can leave that, that bullet in the barrel or you can shoot it. This morning, we had, I had the wrong PowerPoint in there and there was nothing I could do. Even though I'd prepared, even though everything was ready, I couldn't get it out. We walk out of here with the tools to be able to accomplish what it is that God sets before us, but we do not shoot the arrows. We do not take the Word of God and start filling ourselves up because, you know what? Why do I need to read my Bible every day? So I can have faith. So I can be equipped to handle what faces me. So I can start to know who God is and know how he responds because how he responds is what's important. I don't want to be flapping my gums to God according to my word and him not respond. I want to, I want to flap, not flap my gums. I want to speak boldly the word of God and see him perform it in my life, in your life, in this church, in our community, over our nation. We've got, a, we've got, a, uh, we've got an election coming. Do you know God's given us the word for our elections? If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive your sins and I will heal your land. All, all breakthrough is here for you to eat, for you to drink, for you to get full and to go out here. Now, you're still going to face trials. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was baptized. The dove descended on him. God spoke over him. And do you know where he went immediately? Into testing by Satan himself for 40 days. Jesus Christ. Now, we come in here and we get filled up and we think we're just going to tiptoe through the tulips the rest of our life. Whatever. Satan's out there waiting for you. We've got, we've got to get the word in us and then say, okay, I'm ready. Get up, read your Bible for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you've got to do. Okay, I'm ready. Whatever may face me, I got it. It's not based on me. My way's not worked, but I'm a different man this morning. I got the word in me. I got my faith built up. Bring it on. 
I'm going to count it all joy. Lord, produce patience, produce endurance in me as I walk through my test. And help me come out better than when I started. That's your word. You said, I can ask for it. I expect it. You know what that means when you ask for wisdom and, and to expect it? Do you know that wisdom can come directly from the Spirit of God or it can come from your brother or sister? Now, you need to have good Christian brothers and sisters next to you, your dads, your moms, elders, pastors, people around you that you can trust. And when they give you a word, have you ever had bad, bad advice? Do you know if you don't have the Word of God, you won't know it's bad advice? How many times have we done people's bad advice thinking it was the right advice? The, the Word of God will show you what's right and what's wrong. But when I get a lot, of, a lot of counsel, I find the right answer. When I get counsel from the Lord and counsel from godly men and women, I'll find the right answer. So, we ask for wisdom. Now, if you, uh, let me just close right here. Pastor, i got a decision that I've got to make in an hour. Okay, great. God can work in an hour. This is not something that we've got to wait for a year before we start to see um, fruit. We can see it right now. You may say, Pastor, but I don't have the word in me. Great. Not great, but great. You follow me? Go home and get in the word. Spend as much time as you can. Start with James chapter 1. Start with Matthew chapter 1. Start with Galatians. Start with Romans. I don't care where you start. But start. Fill yourself up and then ask, God, I need wisdom. I have just read your word. I'm trying to build my faith according to your word. I need an answer. And you know what? Ask another brother if you've got around you. You get, you, you get a piece. Ask your wife. Get a piece. And then go do it. Go do it. Don't just sit around and keep waiting for the answer. Go do it. Go walk according to God's word. Don't just be a hearer, be a doer. God's going to answer. He says he'll give it to you. Don't doubt, for if you doubt, you're like a, double, you're like a double-minded uh, person getting tossed to and fro by the wind. Nope, 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 it's time. I've got to make a decision. Lord, give me wisdom. I've talked to, you know, in my life it's my dad and, and my deacons and People around me that I completely trust get the right word. Listen, we're going. Sometimes we, we fall down and, and, and it was still it was the right decision, but God, I believe in his mercy and his grace. If he sees my heart, he's going to take care of me. Do you have a decision to make? Get in the word. Get your faith built up. Is that a good word for anybody? Get your faith built up. Y'all stand up with me if y'all don't mind. Scripture tells us that we cannot please God without faith. Can you imagine a church full of faith? Can you imagine a marriage full of faith? Can you imagine a house full of kids full of faith? Look out, kids can think big. And kids don't have any reason to think they can't do it. Somehow in our, in our worldly structure, we have started to learn we can't, we can't do it. That's not Scripture. Scripture says, in Christ, I can do all things.
when in Christ, nothing is impossible. You know what? It's time for some victory. But you need to start in the Word. Start in the Word. When you start putting the Word in you, it's going to start driving things out of you that needs to go. When you start getting the Word in you, you're going to start having some strength to be able to get through what you're going through. Get in the Word. Will you pray with me? There may be some people here today that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And the Word says that if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that He was raised from the dead, you will be saved. You may be here today and say, Pastor, I've tried it every way and I can't make it. I want you to know the invitation to receive Jesus Christ is here. Receive Him. Right where you sit, just say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. Forgive me and save me. I turn my heart to you today. You may be here today and you may say, Pastor, I'm facing destruction. I'm facing disaster. Right where you sit, turn your heart back to God. Just like the prodigal, just say, I will return to you, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. I return to you, Lord. Now, Lord, I ask for wisdom. I'm going to go home and get in the Word, and I'm going to build my faith up. And, Lord, I'm going to ask you for wisdom in my problems, and I expect you to give it. Is that you? Are you facing something so terrible that you just want prayer today? We want to pray with you according to God's Word because He watches over His Word to perform it. Step out this morning and let us pray with you. Those that are ministering with me, come on down. If you're facing a health issue, a job issue, a financial issue, a, a family issue, a marital issue, come down. God can answer. God is the God who answers. Will you step out in faith this morning? Step out. Let God move in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.